up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Witwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whatever it's needed. It's been a while, but we are back, and we're going to start bringing you a lot of episodes of our podcast. We appreciate everybody that's listened over the last couple of years. And today, we want to talk about the power of focus in your career. Joe, as you know, this time of year, for a lot of salespeople, a lot of people in different professions, especially our real estate professionals, they tend to start looking for part-time work to make money for the holidays because they may or may not be making enough money to cover the bills. So we know this is a common thing. You hear a lot of people say it, especially in real estate where, oh, well, I have to go get a part-time job. I got to pay for Christmas. I just need to get through the holidays. Uh, You know, I just got to get through this and then I'll, I'll really start to focus back on my real estate career after the holidays are over. The challenge with that is that when you do that, you're shifting your focus completely away from your real estate business and you're starting to just go into survival mode. I just need to go make enough to get through the holidays and then once this is all over and I get the Christmas presents paid for and all of that, then I'll come back and start putting focus on my career. So you're doing a couple of things. One, you're telling yourself that you're not really committed to your profession because if you were, you would go all in on it and not take your focus and time and energy away from the thing you should be doing, which is continue to push your business forward. Do you see that in this industry quite a bit, Joe? Yeah, it happens all the time, especially like you said right now, when things get tough with the market shifting, especially in real estate right now, and I know a lot of other industries are experiencing as well, is that the market's more challenging. It's not as easy as it was last year in 2021 or in 2020 to sell products or sell homes. So a lot of people are trying to find an alternative solution instead of just focusing on their one thing and trying to find solutions to get better. They're just completely tapping out and they're looking for other opportunities outside of what they're skilled at. Yeah, totally agreed. So if that happens, and I, and I understand too, especially like seasonality stuff, I, I, I've, I know what it's like to not have any money at Christmas time. And I know how stressful Christmas can be, you know, in the past you know, trying to think about how you're going to pay for gifts for family members and loved ones and everything like that. I know it's an expensive time. And what happens, though, is that people go take these part-time jobs and they they take all their energy away from their main focus and then they get through the holidays and then they have to start over. Rather than, what if you stayed focused and committed and said, you know what, I'm not going to go take a part-time job. I'm going to go figure this thing out and I'm going to go sell something and make a sale. Also, you have to look at it, what does that part-time job pay? And let's just say for, for math's sake here, it pays $25 an hour and you work 20 hours a week. I can't do math in my head, but how much is that, Joe? 600 bucks a week, is that right? Yep, 25 times 20. Yeah, $600 a week. So 500, actually. 500? So a little okay. less, yeah. 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 Was, Not much. A C, Before taxes. C student. Yeah, yeah as a C student. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so $500 a week is what you were making in that part-time job. Or if you work full-time, let's just say you totally jumped out of real estate for the minute or whatever industry you're in and you go full-time, it's $1,000 a week before taxes, take taxes out, 700 bucks, something like that. Over the course of a month, if you're doing full-time, $2,800, what if you went and sold one more house? Like what if you sold a house for $250, you make seven grand, $6,700, something to that effect, right? Three times basically what you could make doing this part-time, full-time job or more, why wouldn't you just put focus on going to sell some, going in to sell something? And that's what I never understood when, when people have the mindset around this because they're thinking for the moment and, they, and they're shifting focus and taking all of their power away because they're going into survival mode. I just need enough to get through the Christmas, through the holidays, this or that, rather than saying, why don't I go all in on my, my career here 
and go do whatever I take. And if I'm going to go commit 20 or 40 hours to go work for somebody else, why wouldn't you take that same time and commit to yourself in your business to go make substantially more money? But people don't think that way for whatever reason. And that's why we're talking about this today is because we have to shift our thinking when it comes to this. If I'm going to go prepare, be prepared to go do this for somebody else, why wouldn't I do it for myself? Why wouldn't I take 20 extra hours a week and go talk to more people about real estate or whatever product it is that I'm selling? Chances are, if you took that 20 hours, you would make substantially more than $8,000. Agreed. And I think the challenge that a lot of people have is it's not instant. You're not going to yeah. call one person today, get a you know $250,000 listing or an $800,000 listing tomorrow and then sell it the next day. Yeah. It takes time to build that, and I think that's the struggle that a lot of people have is they want it right now. Just like everything in society, it's instant gratification. And the one thing I want to say, too, is with Christmas and with the holidays, if you're broke right now, don't feel like you're obligated to get people gifts. Because mm-hmm. think about it. If you had a friend or if you, even if you had a parent that was broke, would you expect a gift from them? Mm-hmm. Would you say, oh, Dad, how come you didn't give me a gift? You're broke. I need a gift from you, and you're doing well. No, you wouldn't expect a gift from them. So. Yeah. Don't feel bad if you don't get people things for one year. It's okay. It's just Christmas. It's been extremely commercialized that everybody has to get a ton of gifts every year so stores and businesses can sell more products. So don't feel super obligated to get people gifts if you're broke. Make it up next year. Have a really good year this year and then buy them something awesome the following year. Yeah. So don't feel obligated to buy a gift if you're broke because you're just going to dig yourself into a deeper hole and you're going to make a short-term solution off a temporary product problem and then you're going to dig yourself into a deeper hole by not having a singular focus on real estate. Totally agree with that. And I think to your point, I like that point a lot. And I think to the point, if you are broke right now, you really have to self-reflect and look at why are you broke? Because to be honest, and this is kind of the harsh reality of the situation, it's nobody else's fault but your, but your own. Right? And that's where kind of one of our core values in our company is this extreme ownership, taking extreme ownership and owning every scenario of our life. And no matter if you make a mistake, it's your fault. If somebody else makes a mistake that works for you, it's your fault. You should have trained them better. And so I think that's a big thing too. If you're broke, you really need to sit down and reflect and say, why don't I have any money right now? Why am I in the situation that I'm currently in? Chances are it's because you have not been doing what you're supposed to be doing over the last couple of months. You maybe were doing some things that worked over the springtime, or you're holding open houses, or you're outdoor knocking, or you're lead generating, or you're calling your database, and doing the things that you know will work over time, and it was producing results. You started to get business from it, and you stopped doing those things over the last few months now, and now your business is back to zero, and now you're, you're toying with the idea of going to work a part-time or a full-time job or get out of the industry as a, as a whole. It all comes down to choices and daily choices that we make every single day. And the more choices that we make every day, the more right choices. And when we start to follow through on those decisions to do the things we're supposed to do, your business will start to grow. So I really want you to think about that. If you're going to go trade your time right now to go work for somebody else to make a smaller amount of money, why not put that into your own business? Like I talk to realtors all the time that they don't want to call their database, but they'll go work a 40-hour-a-week job doing something that they really don't want to do. What's easier? It's easier to sit on your couch and pick up the phone and make some phone calls, in my opinion, than to go work for somebody else and have to clock in and be told when you can go on lunch break and be told when you have a break and be told when you can go home. And like to me, that's not freedom. And I don't think that's a life by design where you're you're stuck in a thing that you don't want to be doing, being told what to do by people that you don't want to be there with anyway. And so I think that's super important is that where is your focus right now and where is your mindset and how can you go all in on your business? Because that's another aspect too. We see a lot of people that get into the real estate industry or get into a sales industry, real estate more than any, I believe, because 
they get into it and they say, well, I want to go flip houses now. I want to buy rental properties. I'm, I'm trying to get my sales business off the ground and I'm also going to go buy a flip and I want to get some rentals going. And you, you're not all in on one thing. You're trying to spread your focus across a bunch of different things. And what tends to happen is, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in real estate and you start to do the right things and you're selling houses and you start making $10,000 a month. All right, now you got 10 grand coming in, you have 10 grand coming in the next month and you're in a consistent rhythm. And now it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go flip a house. So you go buy a house and you start working on it and you're in there swinging the hammer and you're out at Lowe's and Home Depot and buying material. And then you're dealing with contractors that sometimes don't show up. You're dealing with problems and you're dealing with all of this stuff in the flip and your real estate business now goes to zero. So now you have zero income coming in from real estate sales and it takes you three months to flip a house and you make 30 grand, right? So you just made 10 grand a month, but then in your real estate business, you were making 10 grand a month. Now you made zero. So you just traded income. You traded income to go flip a house and you, and you abandoned your primary flow of income rather than what if you take a full year and get your business really going and you're making 10 grand a month, 10 grand a month, some months might be 20 grand or 30 grand, right? And you get this consistency going. Now you can afford to go pay other people to go flip a house. Right? And then you're not in there swinging the hammer and doing the demo to save five grand. And you're not doing those things. And then all of a sudden you continue to make $10,000 a month and you make an extra 30000 a month. Well, now you're getting ahead rather than just trading dollars back and forth. So the, the, the power of focusing on your career and really going all in on it, it plays in two parts here. One, it's, it's if, if right now you're in a slow spot and you're thinking about getting jo- a part-time job or getting out of the business, really reflect and say, what if I just put more time into my business? How much time have you put into your business? Do you wake up every day with no sense of urgency, no plan, just nothing, just kind of hope somebody calls you? Because that's not a strategy. Hoping somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm ready to buy a house is a horrible strategy in this business. So what activities are you doing to be able to start generating and pushing your business forward every single day? And, and, and if you're thinking about doing other, wanting to generate multiple pillars of income, which I totally believe in, that's fine, but you don't want to just trade income. Right? Because that's not how you get ahead. And, and to think about it, if you think about it like this, there, there's the old saying, and I've said it in the past too, it's, it's multi, the average millionaire has seven flows of income. But most millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires had one flow of income. And it was a huge, massive flow of income before they ever added a second flow of income. They were all in on one. And then eventually, like Jeff Bezos, where did the bulk of his money come from? Amazon. Uh, yep. Amazon. Very long time too. He, he was all just in. do Amazon for one year and then go yeah. start. Yeah. Something else. He did Amazon for 30 plus years. Exactly. He was all in on one flow and he built it so massive that now he can have Blue Origin and all these other things. They buy company after company. And now he might have, I have no idea, hundreds of flows of income. I have no clue. But it all started from one solid one. You can't have one drip and then go ahead and a second drip and a third drip. And it's like, let's get a flow of money coming in before we add the second flow of money and the third. Otherwise, you just have 10 little drips coming in. And it's more of an inconvenience more than anything. Yeah, I think one thing that people discount too is that every industry is a competition. The goal is to be how can you be the best person in your city? How can you be the best person or company in your state, in the nation, in the world? And the thing is, if you stop doing what you're doing, you're not even trying to compete. You're just going to be at the bottom of the barrel where you get the scraps. So it's all about thinking out of like a competition. How can you win the Super Bowl this year? Or how can you be top dog for the year? And then just keep doing that year after year after year. But if you lose focus and you try to go do something else, you're never going to be the best. Like look at Tom Brady, for example. 
when he got drafted in the NFL, he was overlooked. He never played. And then all of a sudden, someone got injured. He had his opportunity. And the reason he had that opportunity is he kept consistently putting the work in, outworked everybody else. And then when his moment came, he took advantage of the moment and kept going. Same thing with your business. If you just quit doing the work, even when the results aren't there, when your opportunity comes, you're not going to be ready for it and be prepared and then become the best that you could be. You're absolutely right. And Brady, too, he was a super late draft pick. I can't remember what round, sixth round or yeah, something. Almost, it yeah, was, it was super Towards late. the latter half. Somebody will know that. But, uh, yeah, super late. But he told Robert Kraft, the owner, he said, hey, I'm the best decision this organization's ever made. Like, he just had, a, he had that belief in himself that he was going to be the best. And I think, and you're absolutely right. I think that's what is required. If you want to be a top salesperson, no matter what industry you're in, you have to have a belief that you are a top salesperson. And a lot of that comes through, one, just showing up. Get up, show up, start doing the things you're supposed to do, but then working on your skill set and really honing in on your craft. And I often say this, that if you're in sales, every day you wake up, you should intend to make a sale. Like the, most salespeople don't think that way for whatever reason, but every day you should want to go sell a house if you're in real estate. And if you didn't sell a house today, you need to go get in front of somebody today that you can sell a house to. Or if you sell insurance or you sell electrical services, doesn't matter. Make a sale today. That should be the primary focus. Every day, make a sale. And if you didn't make a sale today, go get in front of somebody. Get in front of somebody. Set an appointment. And if you didn't set an appointment or make a sale, the next best thing you can do is who did I add to my database that I could sell something to in the future? And if you start having that kind of urgency around that, around around your business and having that intensity of every single day, I intend to sell something. What if you started to sell a house a week and now you sold 52 homes in a week at seven grand? That's a good chunk of money, right? It's a good living. Or what if you sold two houses a week or three houses? That is definitely doable and it's things that can happen. But most salespeople make sense of just like selling with the averages. Well, you know, the averages, if I sell one a month, I'll be, you know, I'll make enough money and, you know, it should cover the bills. And, you know, what if you sold two a month or three a month or 10 a month? What does your business look like? So start to adapt that, that intensity and that focus around, I need to go sell some stuff. I need to go make some money. I need to start hitting my goals. And that requires work. It requires showing up and doing the things we're supposed to do. And not going into scarcity and fear mode. There's so many things right now that would allow, to your point, Joe, the market has shifted. Things are different. The economy most likely will get worse over the next couple of years. A lot of economists are predicting more of a hard recession into a depression by the latter part of this decade. Things will get more difficult. Are you going to be prepared to handle those things? One, you need to stockpile cash. In order to stockpile cash, it means you have to go make more money. So we have to be looking at it from that standpoint, too. Are we setting ourselves up to succeed regardless of what the market is? And if I'm just kind of casually going about my day, the answer is no. Every single day, I need to wake up with a plan and need to execute on my plan and need to call more people and talk to more people and get rid of the mindset around, well, I'm going to go take a part-time job and just get through the holidays. Because I promise you, if you go that route, next Christmas, you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to get through the holidays. And then eventually it's going to turn into you're going to take a part-time job throughout the year for the whole remainder of the year, and you're never going to get ahead, and eventually you'll be out of the business. Going back to doing something that maybe that you did in the past that you didn't enjoy, you've got the opportunity to be your own boss, to set your own hours, to make unlimited income, but it all comes down to do you have a plan in place, and are you going to execute on that, and do you have the commitment to keep driving through with it? Any other thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, yeah. And just going back to the competitive nature, if you're competing and if you're striving to be the best or number one, you're never going to struggle financially. You're always going to be okay. You know, if, you, if you're number one in your market or number one in the country, you really don't have to worry about money because it's just automatically going to come with that. So 
just I think it's super important to have that competitive nature on how can you be the best and how can you you know beat other people in your office or beat other people in your state or your city. So it's just having that competitive nature to drive you because sometimes you're not going to be motivated. So mm-hmm. you have to find something to put fuel in your fire. And I think being competitive or finding someone you know that's at the top of your market, maybe they're number twenty and you're number you know three hundred right now. Hey, that guy's got a target on his back. How can I get to number nineteen and beat him? So I think it's all about having that competitive nature to realize that it's almost like nature. It's survival of the fittest. It's the lions are the top of the food chain, and we're the same way. We have to, you know, figure out how can we go get all that opportunity and be the best one. Obviously, there's enough for everybody, but some have more than others. Definitely, yeah. I mean, more people. It's it's crazy that the eighty twenty principle, the Pareto principle, is so true in most realms where, you know, eighty percent of the sales are done by twenty percent of the people. Is that just by happenstance or just luck, or is it because that 20% is constantly doing the things they're supposed to be doing? And if you want to be in that 20% or in that 5% or 1%, you have to do the things you're supposed to be doing every day. And to your point, Joe, you're not always going to feel motivated. That's where discipline comes into play because you're not going to feel motivated and you're not going to feel like doing it every day. And what happens is those people will stop and say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll pick it up on Monday. Uh, on Monday, I'm going to start. It's Wednesday. And you say, you know what? On Monday, I'm going to set. I'm going to start getting this really going. Well, if it was important to you, it would start today. You would stop whatever you're doing and say, I'm going to be prepared to do whatever it takes to go get my business going so I never have to think about taking a part-time job ever again. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I'm going to call whoever I have to do. I'm going to go door knock whoever I have to door knock. I'm going to do open houses as many times as I have to. I'm going to do everything I have to do in order to never have to worry about money again. And I promise you, when you have that kind of that, that sense of urgency and you have that mindset around, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to win, and you have that competitive nature, you're going to start to win. You're going to start to see your checking account go up, and you're never going to look back. Hope that helps. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, like and subscribe, please. That helps us, or share it with a friend that you think it might be beneficial to. Uh, we're going to start pushing these out every week again. So thank you all for being on. Talk to you soon.